This is All Things Tibet Podcast, episode 27. I'm Brittany. I'm Francesca. I'm Taylor. And today we are talking about season two, episode eight of Gen Q launch party. Yes, we are. And so there, okay, this is what I want to say before we start this episode. So I just rewatched part of the episode, but I watched the episode yesterday on the plane and bet Porter is <laughs> just every time she comes on the screen, I feel like she is unraveling like bit by bit. She is yeah. just absolutely coming unglued. And I know we'll talk about this scene by scene, but like overall, that's just my opinion on her right now. Like the, the deeper we get into this season, the more I'm like, bet what, what is going on? I mean, and I feel like it's like the further she gets away from Tina and the longer their divorce and the closer the wedding gets. I don't know if that's the only like contributing factor here, but wow. Yeah. And I think in the timeline, it's April from what we've seen in backgrounds, cell phones, you know, I mean, they were shooting this in the springtime, but if the wedding's in the summer and they said it's coming up quick, it makes sense that it's probably around April yeah. for this episode. And I thought about it today too, because, you know, there was a lot of fan cams going around and the, the whole speech that she says to Jody in season five about, you know, she's been flailing and I was like, oh my God, she's flailing right now. Absolutely. Yeah. She's just one little anxious, anxious little beaver. Well, and I know a lot of people are like coming to her defense and this is not at all me trying to say that like she's even acting out of character because I think this is actually right on point for her. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. It's just like, I can't believe the abrasiveness of her sometimes. Like so oh defensive. God, yeah. I felt like she had a really like soft like side of her in season one of Gen Q. And now I'm like, where did that go? Yeah. Yeah. Literally the softest I feel we saw her was right after she yelled at Gigi and she went to call Tina and she was like, hi, can yeah. you please pick up? Yeah. Yeah. 911. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but so. yeah, this, a lot happens in this episode. I would say if I were to categorize this, I would say it's definitely like a filler episode, but not in like a traditional sense. I would say mm-hmm. it's just, it's an episode that pushes everyone's story arc along a lot happens, but nothing truly dramatic happens. Things get, you know, things are laid out, but it's definitely pushing everyone's stories along. Uh, we open up with Sophie picking Finley up from the police station. Uh, in my opinion, Finley just doesn't take responsibility for anything. And I'm shocked that she only got one point on her license. I got a speeding ticket and got two once. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to be honest. I could not care any less about this fucking storyline. Same. These two, the amount of screen time that they're getting, and for what? For what? When we have Danny and Gigi right at our fingertips, when Laurel came back for this? Come on. We have chess. We could be looking at chess. I'm saying, I'm saying, I don't hate them, but they do not have the most interesting storyline. So why do they have so much screen time? so much it's weird because it's like it's not like they're even the best 
Gen Q relationship. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like as somebody who is in that demographic, like their storyline is not the one that I'm like, yeah, this makes me feel represented and engaged. Well, and I think what's, and I, I, uh, the reason why I struggle with it is like, I feel, I feel like Sophie especially has just like so many issues with Finley, even knowing that she committed to being with her and like, that's the risk that she wanted to take. Right. Like she knew it was going to be risky, but instead of like, really like honing down on like, these are her issues one thing happens and then it's like oh yeah I needed to share with you that like I am completely like overwhelmed and frustrated with the fact that you do xyz and if I were Finley I would not put up with that shit for long because I swear to god it's like every other time we see them there's some major issue that Sophie has when Sophie is a fucking problem yeah but it's funny so in this situation I more so take Sophie's side where it's like you knew getting into a relationship yeah, with Finley that you were getting into a relationship with someone who doesn't have their life together and has issues and chooses to ignore them and like you can't fix them and she's going from a relationship with Danny where Danny had her life together yes Danny had her own issues and like okay. her own insecurities but she had her life together like she had a job and like she knows how to have a job and take care of herself where Finley's still acting very juvenile and hasn't like kind of snapped out of that she still thinks that she's in her early 20s when it's like girl you're probably pushing 30 yeah, and like you need to get it together yeah absolutely so in like finley's defense in sophie's defense like i get being frustrated but like then you need to remove yourself from the situation like do you actually love that person because i'm sorry but i'm still hung up on when she said Finley's not that bad. Like, I'm still hung up on that. Yeah. Like, like yeah. that was, like, one of the only options she had for a partner. Like, she didn't have the option to, like, stay single and just do some self-work and healing. She just, like, right. had to jump into the next relationship. Because, like, heaven forbid, Finley should be happy without Sophie. That's certainly not something Sophie would have wanted. Yeah. Right. I, I just, like, I just remember before the season started, everyone was like, Sophie's going to choose herself. Sophie's going to choose herself. Sophie chose Finley? Yeah. They need to be single. Yes. Yeah. I think they both do. I think both of them really just need to spend some time working on themselves. 100%. They both have some growing up to do in very opposite ways, I think, Mm -hmm. before they're going to be ready to actually be in a healthy relationship with anyone. Yeah. I mean, I feel like in a lot of ways, Sophie never took like proper ownership of her part in the affair. Like Finley got so much of the flack for it. And granted, yeah, I mean, Finley was the other woman and Finley broke up the wedding. So what she did was definitely problematic, but like Sophie really had this like spectacular way of like putting all the blame on her when it's like, you were a part of it no one no you one were the one in a, in a relationship like yeah. you were the one cheating you know yeah. like yeah yeah it's just i i don't get it the next scene we have then we go to bet and danny at the cac so we're back at the cac um it starts that was so and, weird it was weird yeah so the cac i thought the cac was in vancouver 
like the true location of the CAC where they shot it. It, it is, which felt very weird to me. I was like, this is not the waterfall building. This is wrong. I don't yeah. like so it, it was not the same building. No, no, no. no it's a very different okay. building. Okay. The they doors actually... look similar. So I didn't really inspect the scene that much. No, this one's huge. The one in the one in Vancouver was is much tight. It's like a it's like a popular building. It's like a well-known building, right? Yeah. In Vancouver. Yeah. Yeah. Because of the shape. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but Danny is like, oh, you mean so much to me. And Danny thinks what she's about to do is really great. And I really do love the Danny and like friendship and like mentorship that they have. Um, and then Danny, and this is, oh, I'm going to go in on this a little bit because people have been pissing me off with this. So Danny says, you know, I want to talk to you about Gigi. In that moment, Bet sees that the wing of the CAC is named the Nuez wing, which is Danny's last name. And Bet becomes furious because she now knows that money from Danny's father's company was put into the CAC to help fund her show for Black emerging artists. Mm -hmm. What I want to go in about is when Bet says, I don't give a fuck about Gigi. It's, she's not saying, I don't care about Gigi. She's saying, I don't care about the Gigi situation. She doesn't give a shit about her, the relationship that she had with Gigi. And she doesn't care that Danny's bringing it up. And she's also furious about what she's seeing right now. But everyone's like, how dare Bet say fuck Gigi? It's like Wait, that's not what that's she what said. That's what people are upset about. Yes. Oh my there god. There are so many other things to be upset about in that scene. The curious like, cats that I received about this, Taylor. So people are so angry that Bet slandered Gigi's name, but she didn't. She said like fuck. I don't give a fuck about Gigi. Like in this moment, I care more about what's I'm what I'm looking at. Yo, listen, I am mad at Bet for a lot in that scene. That is not one of the things I am mad at her about. I, like, I think what is just very, like, this is a lot of, this scene especially was like, okay, Bet, like, we get it. You fucking vape. Like, we know you're alpha. We <laughs> like, you are the head bitch in charge. Settle down. Like, take off, take off your suit for a second and just be a, a human. The thing that just, is absolutely not making any sense to me about this whole storyline with Bet this season is that she is openly and willingly working for a, a, a man that has outwardly shown that he is racist outwardly yeah and then has the audacity to freak out on Danny the way that she did about this you know the funding and it's problematic and you know that goes back to last season and whatever and I'm not saying that I'm not saying that Bet didn't have a right to be angry, but Bet needs to like check herself for a minute because yeah. you are so fucking furious with Danny, who has has honestly been probably one of the most stable relationships in Bet's life for the last two years. And just like look at your own fucking situation. Like, Bet, you are yeah. messy. You are messy. Not only are you, not only do you have this, you're knowingly working for this man who you have said outright that you don't agree with his values or his vision, but then you are in a relationship with the main artist of this show. I mean, it's just like, but check yourself, look in the fucking mirror for once. I, so I see that I hear you and I agree with you. I don't think the writers, I don't think the writers saw all that, that you just said, to be honest, because yeah. I think they were looking at it from a very more story point. Sure. I don't think they even picked up on half that stuff that you just came up with. And I wish they would have. Yeah. I think they picked it up right. They literally are just kind of going like check mark by check mark here is that because I see why Bet was angry. And I think, and I wrote down the one line like that 
you know, her dad's company profited from, you know, the black community's pain. And that like, and I was trying to then sit in like a sit, like sit in someone else's chair for a second and like understand that, like understand it coming from Beth's perspective. And it, I see why she's so furious. Like I, I could never understand that being that furious about something of that situation, but I, I tried to be in her position about it. And I was like, I could see why she snapped. Like, I get it. I get that moment. Why she so Oh, I 100% understand why she snapped, especially because Kit. Yeah. <laughs> However, I think that this is one of those circumstances where Bet forgets that she's talking to a human being. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And she forgets that she's talking to a human being who really looks up to her. Yeah. Who has been through emotional hell very recently. And who, if Bet took like a half a step back, she would know has the best of intentions yeah yeah danny doesn't and do anything. who yeah right and who if bet like said hey i see what you're doing i'm not sure this is the best way to do it because xyz danny would 100 percent be like wow i didn't even think of it that way let me see what i can do yeah, they could add more of a human you know, conversation. Which, like, it. I know that you don't always do that when you're thinking emotionally, but, like, just the extremity of Bet's reaction to Danny in particular, just, like, it just felt, like, cruel in a way that, like, despite how much I tend to harp on Bet, isn't usually the way that she operates. She saw you know, from the beginning. Like she, the minute she saw that wall, she just it was red. She was just yeah. furious. I think it's part of her flailing too. I think it's part of her like, yeah. Oh, how is this gonna? Also, how is this gonna mess up with my relationship with Pippa? Yep. Selfishly. Right. Well, right. and you know what I think is um, what I think is interesting to watch unfold is that when. When Bet was with Jody, um, now granted, Jody and her had more of a serious relationship than Gigi and Bet did. But even when Bet was like breaking up with her, it was clear that she wasn't trying to do it, besides the fact that she was having an affair with Tina. But when she was in the true like moment of breaking up with her, you could tell that she did not want to hurt her. Like she tried to do it tactfully. It was this long drawn out thing, whatever. But like, I feel like every interaction that she had with Gigi, just kept getting more and more cold. Yeah. Like even mm-hmm. to that last conversation that they had, um, second to last episode, I just, it's like that you are at your core. You're not this, like, you're not a bitch. Like you're just not, yeah. you are it, yeah. but she is just continuing to grow more and more just like she seems heartless and she's not. Yeah. I hope this all comes to a boiling point in the finale and like it makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Like I hope it's not all for nothing. So that would really suck if it was all for nothing. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I will say, and I know we're 
I hope we're going to get there later because I would like to have a very in-depth discussion about it. I think that last moment with her and Pippa hinted at some kind of explosion coming, coming. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, it's interesting. It's like, it's almost like she's dissociating in a way. Yeah. Yes. It's a good way. It's kind of... Like I hadn't thought of that until we were having this discussion, but now I'm kind of like, Bet, are you just like checking out? Like what? Yeah, I I, I actually have a comment about that coming up too, in like a different scene where she was very checked out for a minute. Yeah. Um, but I mean, Bet getting angry at Danny brought us right to a Gigi Danny moment of fuck Bet Porter, and they had fuck Bet Porter sex. <laughs> and, as they should <laughs> and yeah. Gigi just like uh Sapita just like Laurel never has a bad sex scene so yep. yeah that scene was everything it really that was, was good I love them so much um yeah. I do want to point out I love on the L word how everyone ha- is like rich and just has like these lenient work schedules <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> My they're on no part. one's timetable but their own exactly yep. danny has nowhere to be Gigi got no houses or apartments to show it's fine like even the working class people like finley just leaves the bar yeah. whenever she wants like i go i have a date <laughs> yeah like sophie i mean i guess the show wrapped for the i don't even know if the show didn't wrap for the season so why isn't sophie at work there's just so many questions yeah um but yeah, that was that. But now we're back at Bet's office, back to our favorite Bet, um, where she's telling Pippa how she bargained Pippa's work as a bluff. <laughs> like what the fuck? Like I'm, I'm like Pippa. I'm so sorry that companies like Danny's fathers, you know, use their money to profit off black people. But here I am. I'm going to tell you that I just used you as a prop to get what I wanted. How do and you then be shocked? Straight face. And then be shocked that Pippa gets mad at her. Like, that. Yeah. Pippa also, might be one of the most level-headed people in the show. Honestly. Oh, yeah. Honestly. The fact that she did not just immediately bitch slap Bet. Like. Honestly. But you know what sucks? Bet looked so good doing it. That yep. suit, man. Uh, I know. Yeah, she did. You know what? I will say it was nice to get back to the bet that just stands in a room and screams fuck really loudly. It was yes. nice to get that back for a second. There you are, bet. I've missed yeah. you. We've missed the freakouts. Honestly, she brings up provocations again as like an example. And it's like, girl, that was 20 years ago. Like, if nothing has happened since then, that's a problem. Yeah, that's exactly. Like, can you, like, also, we, we know provocations. We get it. All the OG, all the OG fans know what you're talking about. It's like, take a shot every time they say provocations this season. Yeah. Also, well, do you not remember, like, what a fucking disaster that show was? I think like, we're going to have a like, flash. Personally, yeah. How do you just break yeah. it up? think we're gonna have a, cir- a circle back moment next episode yeah. to provocations hey tina do you remember that provocation show <laughs> oh, yeah. God. Yeah, i think i remember it um also and to bring up bet's new assistant uh is just not ready for her just not ready for her no bring back no james. this second i saw that assistant i was like no i'm gonna need james back right now oh. right now bring him back 
Um, she was too polite. She was too polite. I couldn't do it. Yeah. Also, Pippa's face when Bet's like, sorry, I, I got to get this because it might be because of Angie because she's meeting with her donor this week. Yada, yada, yada. And Bet, Pippa's face is like, what the fuck? Are we in the middle of an argument? Yeah. <laughs> to and be fair, we- she did then ask if Angie was okay when Bet came back, which she I did. But was her really face, sweet. her face was funny though when she was like, what the yeah. fuck? Uh, the CAC, we find out, pulls all the artists from Zarkarian's, uh, you know, network of artists. And it's like, goes, good for that guy. <laughs> and Beth's like, let me try to call Peggy in like a panic. Peggy Peabody, our girl. Yeah, because Peggy. Which, like, does Peggy even have anything to do with the CAC? Bail her ass out. Yeah. Oh, my God. Get Holland Taylor back, please. I will faint. I know we all want Helena back, but I'm really here for Helen. I'm really here for Holland Taylor. I want them both Same. back. I, uh, yeah, I they love both. It yeah, the mother-daughter um, cameo on one of these episodes coming up. Yes, and then that's I fucked up face priceless. Yep. And then, as Taylor said, the screaming fuck is my new religion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we move on to Al- I called this Alice's book launch part one. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. I. First, I thought they were in a different like dimension. So I was like, how is every all the other characters in the mini- middle of the day and they're at night? But the book launch took place in the middle of the day in the studio. It wasn't at night. I that was a yeah. whoopsie on my part. Mm. Um, this is where Bet was disassociating. She's texting up a storm and Shane has to tell her to focus. Yeah, this is a big day for her. But can you stop being so fucking self-centered for two seconds? Jesus fucking Christ I would just love to like to say the that can you stop energy from Shane this entire season has just been amazing it really has been but why is Shane dressed like a vampire (laughs) what Shane's whole wardrobe this season is just like whoa awful every week I can't say enough bad things about it but I mean, the truth is, is she's never really had a good season when it comes to style ever. Last season, season one of Gen Q, she looked fantastic in those flannels, in those bomber jackets. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're in right. In those t-shirts. But I don't, in the original series, it was. Oh, yeah, but that, you know, sign of the times. A long time there. Sign of the times, though. Yeah, true, true, true. What is with the Vampire Party City red shirt? I'm sorry, <laughs> I can't get over it. <laughs> Not party city spirit halloween is calling it wants its shirt back it's the season y'all <laughs> that old walmart in your neighborhood that got shut down it's the spirit halloween now <laughs> oh my god um and then we have alice saying that shane has loved tess since the day that she met her yes and then bet goes into her riddle advice her her advice that is really a riddle I know. I, I I wrote in my notes, Alice, why would you take advice from Bet? Why? <laughs> Bet gave her riddle in season one of Gen Q about Nat and Gigi, and here we are again with another riddle. <laughs> the laugh. Like, why do you keep asking, Alice? Just stop. <laughs> why you would go to Bet for advice in the first place, I don't understand. Like, Yeah. Um, the next scene we have then is Alice and Tom and Tom <laughs> asks Alice to sign the book and it has the hotel room key in it. Mm-hmm. He likes his beds like he likes his candy bars. 
King I love him so much. I love his character so much. He's great. Then we uh, leave the launch party and we head over back to Danny and Gigi where Gigi does the hottest thing that I've, I mean, she's done so many hot things of climbing behind Danny Mm. and sitting behind her to cuddle her. Like a koala bear. So great. And then Danny's freaking out about her dad, which I like go both ways with this. Like, why can't Gigi just let Danny freak out and like leave? Why does she have to get like hurt about it? But also Danny, I know that, because see, I think I get overwhelmed like Danny too, where I'm just like, everyone leave me alone. I need to freak out. Uh, So it's hard for me to see the other side, but it's like, maybe you shouldn't have freaked out and yelled at the person you just slept with and actually had feelings for when they're just trying to be nice to you. I think that Gigi spent many years married to a therapist and it shows. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because she is constantly, constantly trying to dial it in with that stuff. Yeah. Like every time someone does something, she's like, is that a trauma response you think? <laughs> I hadn't even thought of that until you said it, but you're right. That is funny. I know you have all these issues with your dad, but like, what was your relationship like with your mom? <laughs> well, you know, I remember like in season one, though, when Alice like told Nat to turn off therapist Nat uh-huh. for a minute. And yeah. So now you see Gigi got that from Nat. Uh huh. Wow. That's then funny. we jump to Micah. Yep. You nailed it. I nailed it. I I swear to God, I'm not doing it on purpose. I really forget how to say it. Mm -hmm. Micah and Claudia, that was her name, correct? Yes, I think. Uh, He barges into her office. They start yelling back and forth about a patient, which is due to his past traumas of transitioning. Mm -hmm. Uh, But all in all, ends up inviting her out to dinner. Well, out to his apartment for dinner. Mm Mm-hmm. Then we cut to Danny and her dad yelling with lawyers. And the one lawyer says, that is formidable at best and destructive at worst. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, one of the best descriptions of Bet Porter, not going to lie. Yeah. And then they end up deciding that they are going to double their endowment. And Danny thinks that is going to fix all. Man, the way I wanted to smack the crap out of her dad when he was like, this is the mess you made. I was like, excuse you, sir. The mess she made. Mm. I was so proud of her when she was like, no, 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 no. You did this. Yeah, only one of you was wearing the orange jumpsuit, sir. (laughs) Yeah, because that was like big progress for Danny because she was not even last season, like, she was not in a position where she was really, like, she did, you know, have that one scene where she was like, no, you know, I'm, this is not what I want for Sophie, but, like, she was still kind of tiptoeing the line of, like, daddy's little girl, and this, she was like, no, you don't get to talk to me like that and I am not testifying for you because you will definitely go to jail if I testify for you yep yeah that was a good scene for Danny yeah then we're back at Alice's book lunch part two where the sadness happens Alice tells Tom about her sleeping with Nat 
And Tom says to her, your face is, oh, so before Alice says anything about sleeping with Annette, Tom thinks that it's about the, the king size room, the king size bed. And he goes, your face is loud even when you're not speaking. Yes, I love that line. And then Alice breaks the news that she sleeps, that she slept with Annette multiple times. She says that they weren't exclusive, her and Tom, but Tom was like, I'm pretty sure we like knew we had a thing going. Alice says that she hasn't been with a guy since she was in her 20s and is basically alluding that lesbians having sex is different than women having sex with men. And, and Tom, Tom calls her out. And Tom calls yeah. her out on it. Yep. Which, Which I loved. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, good for Alice that she kind of took a step back and went, you know what? Fair. Yep. Definitely. I think, I think a lot of the, I, I think in general, like it was a good message for like the community in general. Yeah. Yeah. I also think too that Alice has historically had some pretty dramatic relationships with women and Tom is just yeah. not like that. Like he's just yeah. like, like down to earth and he doesn't like the drama he's very straightforward he's been straightforward with her since the day he met her mm -hmm. so yep. it's just very different and i like that alice is like open to learning during her relationship with him yeah definitely like i think alice has gotten so used to like riding that like dramatic ride and just gotten used to playing that game almost yeah. that she's forgotten that's not a requirement yeah yeah totally and then tom gives and a really also i would just sorry i just would like to give a shout out to uh don's acting because holy crap his freaking like when he was giving that speech the words were all so nice mm -hmm. but the way that his delivery was just heartbreaking mm -hmm. and yeah like that's only something that a that good acting can do when the words on the page are like you're reading it and you're like oh okay but then like the performance just makes you want to weep yeah. that's good acting and he yeah. crushed it i think yeah he did great yeah um, and then Alice comes out and talks about Dana. Oh. Oh. Do we want to talk about this hidden secret of Beth's messages into this? Or do we just want to talk about Alice talking about Dana first? What? I have some red string lines here, okay? I got some. Oh, I got a board. Okay. Okay, before we get into your board, the only thing I would like to say is A... Cry, 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 cry. B, all I could think about the entire time I was watching that was the fact that we, when we watched the premiere and Leisha came into our room, we asked her, is there a Dana reference this season? And that she was so cryptic about it. And while, while I was watching that scene, all I was thinking was, Leisha, you son of a bitch. Yeah, so much Dana this season. Yeah. She okay. was my sunshine. We have some great throwback stories to the old episodes. This is my third time watching the episode, okay? Okay. Okay. So I've, I've watched this scene three times now. 
Okay. And other people have said this on the timeline, so I don't mean to be stealing anyone else's theories, but I've also come up with these myself and yada, yada, yada. We're a community here, people. Bet is crying at the table. One, obviously she's friends with Dana. She knows how important Dana and Alice were to each other. She knows, yeah. Specific though, there's different things that Alice says. One, we've just bet crying, especially when she says like she was my sunshine. She like, then Alice is like listing things out. Like, you know, she's the person I want to call. She's the person I want to tell things to, yada, yada, yada. It's just very similar to me for like a Bet and Tina situation. Like that Tina brings out these great qualities in Bet when Tina's around, when Bet and Tina are around each other. Bet wants to call Tina and tell her about things. Bet wants to share things with Tina first, all that kind of stuff. Um, she still does to this day. Even exactly. The first couple, she still does. And then Alice also goes, I always tell the people I love them, I love them. Mm. Tells people I love, I love them. Mm-hmm. And even though she's not here, her love is still in me. Alice says that, and the camera does, I think, hit that at some point. Jennifer posted that photo of Leisha and Laurel, and the caption was, like, sweet sunshine or something. Or, ah, uh, sun, hold on, let me pull it up. We're pulling it up. It was something with sunshine, I think. Yeah, it's right here. Hold on, hold on. Do Ah, sweet sunshine. That is the caption. Jennifer. Jennifer. Okay, also. also, And they're wearing their episode nine clothes. Also, also, okay. What do we know is true about some, there was some recent revelations since last week. Taylor asked about this before we started the pod. When that person, Leo, whomever, commented on Jennifer's Instagram post ranting about destruction of Tina and Bet and how they're going to stop watching the show, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, 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 oh. yeah. And, and then Jennifer and then, said, Leo, dot, 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 patience. patience. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, and then Laura was liking up a whole bunch of Tibet posts that day. Yeah. I don't, I've never had any, I like, I've always had faith that it was going to happen whether it was going to happen. I mean, we want crumbs and I'm, I'm hoping for crumbs, but I feel like I'm putting some sort of puzzle together here. And I feel like the, you are my sunshine line will come up again. I feel like that something about Alice's speech just in this episode is going to be referenced again for Tibet. Mm-hmm. And I think- this, it's all coming full circle. I think that we're all trying to pin it down to one thing, but I think it's in reference to a lot of things. I think it's- Oh, I think things. it's a theme. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think those messages were themes for everyone. Do you, shall we go through them? Because I, let's look at them. Let's see what we have for everyone. Francesca's pulling out some more thumbtacks. Here we go. Okay, so Betts was, it's all coming full circle. I think we, there's a lot of different moments we could pinpoint for full circle. Mm-hmm. Alice is, I'm so over throuples. All right. <laughs> we get it. Which I think also leads back to maybe like a reference to Nat because Nat is polyamorous. Like, oh, absolutely. Shane, if you're risking something, you're gambling. So, shame, gambling thing, risking relationship with Tess, yada, mm-hmm. yada, yada. Sophie's, who to choose? Well, we've been there, done that. Why don't you choose yourself and just work on yourself? Yeah. <laughs> Danny, big feelings, big trouble. Mm hmm. She has big feelings for Gigi that could cause some trouble because diving in deep. Mm-hmm. Finley, let's go, baby. Just doesn't make sense. 
<laughs> no, it makes sense. It does. It makes sense. But. She's usually like the most like um uh what's the word I'm looking for? Of all the characters, she's definitely like the most out of touch. There, there you go. <laughs> uh I'm just the spark you need, Gigi. Sparked bet at the beginning, spark and Danny now. Sparked a little anger in um Alice the very first episode when she comes <laughs> back of the car. <laughs> And then, uh, Micah, will the truth set me free? He had his own truths about coming out as bisexual, wanting to date Maribel. Yeah. What is it about young love, Angie? Oh, little Jordy. And that's it. So I feel like we, I mean, those quotes meant something. I, I definitely don't think that the quotes didn't mean anything. Yeah. Where are we at now? We are now at Bet Alice and Shane. Shane's trying to leave to go see Tess. Alice says that she'll get her a plane ticket. Bet wants to go see, save her stuff with Pippa. And Alice wants to go see Tom. Let's do one, two, three cheers. Bet and Shane say no. Alice is left devastated. I am Alice in that situation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so how do we feel about, I kind of, I mean, I guess the book launch was over at that point. But I don't know, I just think it's funny that they're all like running off to their perspective interests. Yeah. yeah. Then we cut back to Sophie and Finley still at the book launch. Sophie just looks like she is so fed up, knows that she fucked up by choosing Finley. And Finley just uh, has no idea that they are messing up and they continue to drink at the bar. Yeah. You just got a DWI. Mm-hmm. And you're just going to sit here and still drink? Like, maybe, like, take a week off or two or, like, never drink again. <laughs> she is kind of the queen of bad decisions, let's be honest. Yeah. <sighs> then we cut to Micah and Claudia cooking dinner. Uh, the smoke alarms go off. They try to use a mop to clean the, to, to wipe the smoke away. And Micah, oh, and then Micah says i'll make quesadillas and uh we'll just finish off their storyline with then micah tells claudia after they kiss you know what i'm just not that into you i'm in love with someone else who the fuck says that i know micah the thing is too is that (sighs) the fact that they were even having this little dinner that turned into flirtation well but was like beyond unprofessional because not saying that claudia was micah's direct supervisor but in like the hierarchy of the clinic, she definitely is above him. Yeah. So why was she pushing so hard to spend time with him when they're, that, I mean, it was just, it was a little cringy to me that, that they, I, I don't know. I, did, I wasn't a fan of it. Yeah. It was a strange storyline again for me. I feel like I feel bad because I feel like Micah's storylines are so secluded from everyone else's. He's not really I in the room with everyone that. else. I was going to say that. He's kind of in his own like, Why does Micah's storyline never have anything to do with anyone else's? That's why I was well, so excited when he was Angie's therapist. Because I was like, finally! Yeah. Then after that, we have Bet back at the CAC fighting for Pippa. Bet puts her heart on the line. Bet says she made a mistake. I know. 
this split for the split tiny second in this scene i was like wait is beth having character development and then she ruined it (laughs) (laughs) um then pippa makes it known that she's standing there her and bet have a little conversation about this that the other thing and bet says i rather leave a legacy of love rather than destruction and you taught me that Mm And then they nuzzle together their little heads. Yeah. Which some people have said that that was like the ro- most romantic scene Bette Porter has had. And I'm like, oh. In the scene of Bette Porter falling apart in Tina's arms after the Jody show. Exactly. I think, the, and they also meant like from like, they said like, oh, there's like a care, <laughs> there's like a character growth there. I don't see what the care, I think Bette just leaned her head into someone who she has feelings for. I don't. I don't know. I just don't. I'm just not. I get the relationship. I get it why it's there, but it's just like I just don't. I'm not feeling it. I still don't feel the chemistry. Me either. I like Pippa. I wish Pippa was originally what we thought she was going to be just someone that Bet worked with that she didn't have to sleep with. Why couldn't they give us a like, God forbid anyone on the show is straight. Yeah. (laughs) And can't be a love interest. Well, maybe they'll keep her around like they did Jody. That's true. Hopefully she doesn't make yeah. any weird art about that. Yeah. <laughs> I just really. think it's like, also when they were like arguing at the first scene at the CAC, it's like, they weren't acting as if they had just slept together. Right. Yeah. Like they weren't acting like they also had an intimate relationship. They literally were just, I don't know, whatever. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, after that, uh, we back to, we're back to Danny and Gigi. Danny shows up at Gigi's work with an apology and Chinese food. Mm-hmm. The only couple with communication skills. For real. Yes. Love them. Um, and then for them. I love them. A good genie. Mm-hmm. Oh, and we do get some more Gigi past. We get stuff about her and Nat and how they've been together. They were together for a really long time and really young. Yeah. I felt like that was like such a, I mean, I was kind of talking about this last time with Danny a little bit, but I felt like, I feel like Gigi and Danny's relationship, while like, obviously that sex scene was really hot, like, I feel like their relationship, there's something kind of like how I was talking about how Danny herself is kind of more emotionally engaged than a lot of L word characters we've seen in the past. I feel like I'm getting the same thing from like Danny and Gigi's relationship Mm -hmm. that like, I mean, yeah, obviously they also have really hot sex, but like there's this emotional component to it that I feel like we don't get from a lot of the relationships on the L word per se. Definitely. I also wonder too, like um, if if Gigi or um, the fact that she has such a presence this season was because of the reaction from fans because her whole like way that she was involved in the show from the beginning was because of Nat and Nat's not even really around anymore and what I can appreciate about what they're doing with Gigi and actually building her storyline is is great in comparison to what they didn't do for Tina yeah Um, i feel like in some ways they might be writing some wrongs i think so 
I think, I mean, how can you not see a fan reaction to a character like Gigi and not give her more yeah. screen time? I just and wonder if Marge's vision was always to have her be such an integral part of the show or if it just yeah. happened because of her, you know, being a fan favorite. I think a lot with like the, I think this is just my opinion, but when they did the first season and they had all the new characters, they obviously had, I feel like they had the core, like Danny, Sophie, Finley and Micah were going to definitely have those storylines and then all the other ones they were going to see what what kind of grasped what picked up yeah 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 Um, because Gigi could have easily disappeared this season totally yeah um but I think Gigi was such a fan favorite that they saw growth with that and then I think also with Nat I mean I loved Nat and I, I still love her but I also know like Stephanie Allen has a lot of other stuff going on so yeah. Charlie just also made sense in a way that they can almost like push her a little bit out and so she could have more room as an actress to go do other things and then Gigi can have more space to take up in the series yeah and have her own storyline away from you know that relationship yeah and I also wonder if again similar to Tess Tess had not as mm-hmm. major of an involvement I mean she had you know she had some storylines and such in season one, but like definitely more screen time and is also another fan favorite. Yeah, I think they also wanted to see what was the chemistry with the cast. Like yes. what did, yeah. how did they blend in with the original three? Yeah, Lena because was that, like just a blimp in time. <laughs> yeah. She literally walked off set and never came back that day. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Uh, the next thing we want to talk about is now Alice and Tom. Alice showing up at Tom's hotel room. Mm-hmm. Tom, and, like, confiscating all this stuff. Yeah. I know. Not stealing if it's free. I love it. I loved when he said, you made me want to eat a whole pizza because been there. Felt that. <laughs> and then Alice is so cute and she's just like, I want to eat the pizza with you. I love that. I love that. No. I love that. I'm just so happy that they're okay for now. Yeah. I seriously hope that he is around for season three. Like, if there's a season Me too. I feel like in season two, we talked a lot about Dana, and I feel like in season three, maybe we'll like have to rehash Tasha. Oh, jeez. Oh, God. No, I love Alice and Tom. They're so cute. And for all you people out there who don't like Alice and Tom, fuck you. Yeah. Your biphobia is showing. Yeah, and really it's though. It's no, ugly. but like actually though. Yeah, and the color is like crazy. it actually is. <laughs> I thought we would only have to fight off like racist tags this season, but it's yeah. not even them. We have to fight off fucking biphobic yep. audience. Oh, members. I knew, I knew the second it seemed like Alice and Tom was going to be a thing, I was like, oh, the biphobes are going to come out of the woodwork. This mm-hmm. is going to be a problem. Also, uh, some serious transphobic folks um in regards to jamie clayton's character and sheen as they say being with a man yeah if that's you and you listen to this podcast please log the fuck off because we don't want you hearing it no you are not in a welcome space here (laughs) no no anyway anyway uh micah and maribel they have their whole love and basketball moment. 
Mm-hmm. They do. They still do. don't understand it. I I still don't. Brit Brit gave us. I got great... it this time because I remembered what Brittany told us. Yeah. yeah. I need to rewatch that. Movie. And and when I was watching it, I when we were when I was rewatching it with my mom, I noticed that they were actually watching Love and Basketball in that episode. Not this one, but like the when one they where they mention it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yep. Yep. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Taylor, Taylor, like. Did y'all know that that's what they were watching? No, I didn't notice that the first time. That's like that's like someone trying to be like, do you guys know that Tina is in episode nine? <laughs> we know. And Kip is in I the rest of the season. The yeah. Shut up, friends. I'm sick of hearing it. <laughs> did you know that the setting for most of them is at a bar called Tina's? <laughs> anyways proceed tess and shane jamie clayton can do no wrong no i love shane shane still looks like a vampire yes (laughs) uh it was really cute when shane's like i'd like to be your partner i know um and i feel like shane's confidence is like super up and down this season and i don't know if that was like an acting choice because kate's trying to play shane more like soft and like nervous around tess Mm mm-hmm or I don't really know what it is. And also I will share my unpopular opinion. I didn't find their sex scene romantic. I don't think it was supposed to be romantic. I thought it looked a little trashy, to be honest. It was a little, it made me a little uncomfortable. I don't know why. It did. Like I didn't, I didn't feel comfortable watching it. I I don't know why. I don't think any of Shane's sex scenes ever feel romantic. (laughs) I know, but some people were calling it romantic and I was trying to get, like, I was trying to see through their lens and I... I'm happy for Tess and Shane. I just like felt uncomfortable watching their sex scene because it didn't feel, I didn't feel that connection during at least the first half. This time watching it for a third time, I was like the second half of it seemed a little bit more connected. I don't know. That's just how I feel. Come at me people. I don't know. The next morning when they had little forehead kisses, that was very cute. That was sweet. That was cute. And I like waking up next to you. That was very nice. Yeah. Then we cut to Finley and Sophie having a fight at home. Finley comes home drunk. Sophie's pissed. Sophie goes to sleep on the couch. I'm wrapping it up, Britt. And then Finley leaves and doesn't come home. My wrapping it up wasn't to you. It was just like, let's just get this fucking thing over with with Sophie and Finley. I don't want to even hear it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We could skip rape to uh, Bet and Pippa. They're going to burn some shit down, but still leave something standing. I'm very concerned. Me I'm too. very concerned about that. Like go- I was, I was talking to my mom about it, and she's like, "I think they meant it metaphorically." I'm like, "That's just as concerning." Like, we know there's going to be a protest. We know that the end of the season does not end well for a lot of people. We have that interview where, but the podcast host apparently was the one that said that Porter fucks things up for people, not Ari. So who knows? All I know is that Bet won't bring anyone up to her bedroom and I was very distracted by her boobs in this scene. The placement of the blanket was perfect. <laughs> Love it. Any predictions for episode nine? Um, 
well, we know from the, the preview that Tina is going to ask Bet why she can't be happy for her and Carrie. And she asked Bet outright, are you still in love with me? Finally, finally. Yeah. And Bet's going to lie. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, and we know that if Bet says no, that's a bald faced lie. Well, and someone on Twitter at least said, like, she's going to try to divert and be like, well, it doesn't matter yeah i like the theory that people say like they're going to get interrupted before she can answer and then i feel like it's going to bleed into episode 10 of like no you never got so, one to say yeah yada, yada. yeah or they'll have one of those moments where they have to like meet up alone after and talk about it and tina's going to say you never answered my question and then they're going to reunite in their affair era once again someone is saying that the party in episode 10 that it looks like they're like at a party looks to be like an engagement party could be that doesn't necessarily mean it's for carrie and tina <laughs> yeah they're already engaged, could be for anyone so. i mean we got two episodes to go there's a lot of couples that could be engaged by then. Oh, and with the way we're jumping in time yeah um then we also have angie meeting marcus next episode i'm so ready for whatever conversation they have i mean we know part of the conversation Cam and I were talking and we think that because the way that the promos cut, we think like Tina is going to ask Bet why can't you be happy for Carrie and I? And then Bet's going to go on this whole rant that doesn't make a lot, that's going to kind of make sense, but not really make sense. And then Tina's going to be like, are you still in love with me? Because it's like going to go down like that road of doesn't well, make and actually what I was just thinking about this scene with Carrie and Tina and Bet that we've seen from the stills about this party, are we sure it's not just prom? Because prom is the last episode. Oh, yeah. No, no, prom's nine. Oh, it's next episode? Oh, shit. That's where they're taking all the pictures, yeah. Never mind, never mind. Ten is last call, last chance. Mm. It's called last call. Okay. Last call, get your last drink in, get, it's your last chance. So Shane's thing about going after someone has to be is coming up unless they cut it yeah well i guess we'll see we'll talk about we'll this in a week. see you in a week this thursday maybe we'll fight some more hags maybe it'll be a funeral <laughs> definitely be watching at midnight <laughs> tune in that is that is that is the new that is the new motto of the all things to bet can that be our new like sign off please everyone don't forget fight the hags go to a funeral watch the episode of midnight on thursdays <laughs> it's gonna be our version of good night and good luck <laughs> oh man um all right <laughs> Well, this has been episode 27 of All Things to Bet Podcast. I'm Brittany. I'm Francesca. I'm Taylor. So-